and all right. Welcome. I'm wondering, I'm not sure how sensitive I have the mic set, but it'll be interesting to see. This episode may be brought to you by the screaming children and the honking geese outside. Um, yeah. <laughs> I remember when I first got the microphones, I always had this trouble um, fine-tuning it because you wanted it to hear everything within a certain range, but nothing outside of what you were kind of wanting to hear. So I had it very dialed down, and there was kind of this bubble around the microphone to kind of what it would register, and then anything outside of that, if it wasn't a strong enough source of sound, um, it wouldn't pick it up. But then I always found that I had to always tell my guests to keep this pop filter almost like they were making out with it or super close to their face. And then that way I at least made sure that there was quality sound. And then that way it was just their voice and I could kind of edit it to have more kind of bass or um, echo and just kind of fine tune it. And I think I've done that decently with my voice and with this to give it at least for the podcast recordings. I'm not sure how well it's coming through for the video part of this, but it should make it sound more like a radio station would sound. So my apologies if you can hear children and geese. <laughs> that just helps me maintain the professionalism that I've maintained now for almost three years. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, the other embarrassing part with these kids out here, it seems that my area has a ton running around all the time. And even my next door neighbor who I work with, her two kids are ripping around all the time. And when was it? Yesterday, I went for a run with my friend and it was early in the morning. And then just after lunch, I decided to, he had made me, I can't remember if I had ever mentioned this, he made me one of those box jump things that's kind of three dimensions and whatever side you flip it to, um, the higher you have to jump. And so the one he made for me was 16 by 20 by 24. And so I wanted to kind of push it with what I can do to get ready for basketball, if that ever opens up. And so I dragged that thing out, rolled it out. And of course, <laughs> like eight neighborhood children are like, what is this? It's to climb on. And so I was chatting with one of the neighbors. And then, of course, these kids are like, it's the first nice day. So they're like putting the sunscreen on, leaving it and treating it like this little neighborhood table. And then, excuse me, and then they saw what I was intending to use it for. And of course, they're like, well, hey, let's try it out. And it's pretty rudimentary, just plywood cube, well, I guess rectangle, whatever. And <laughs> so I don't want other people's kids running at this thing flying through the air and either smashing into a hard corner and busting themselves open or going ass over tea kettle and knocking out some teeth so I was pretty like yeah, I don't know if you kids should fuck with it but then you have all these little kids flipping it from the 16 and they're all leaping over it and on it and around and it's like okay cool hopefully I can fucking do that too so it's not ultra embarrassing and then of course flip it to the 20 side most of the kids even the little little ones 
are <laughs> able to like whoop, on top of it or over it or whatever and then even some of them had it on the 24 side which i didn't even tinker with yet so it was interesting and humbling to see that me at 46 is like i don't think i can straight just hop vertically like a cat up like these children are so interesting (laughs) but then i kind of set up a little course for myself so i would approach from different angles and going i think i had it set up east west so one way i was always taking off of my left foot and then coming back the other way i was taking off of my right foot back and forth back and forth and i did it for over 20 minutes i feel today but it is helping and i the 16 was too easy so i flipped it to the 20 felt good and so just back and forth trying to get as much oomph as i could while on the run and just landing on top of it i didn't want to just completely equestrian jumper right over it i don't want to push it it's day one so yeah i just started doing these box jumps and even after a run in the morning it didn't feel too bad so maybe that'll be a three time a week thing and then hopefully i can get it up to the 24 because when was that it was at some point i was shooting around i probably mentioned this i was shooting around of course one of those things happened where the ball got stuck at that kind of 45 degree angle and stuck up there and when i was young like 20 years ago i could easily just pop up and pop the ball out and the embarrassing thing of this it was in the fall i believe and at least i thank god i still had my snow scraper in the jeep (laughs) because i couldn't jump up i could barely get halfway up the mesh and so my reach is around eight feet and so there's two feet between my standing reach and the rim and in my youth I could grab the rim I could never dunk but I could grab the rim pretty decently at my prime for vertical jump right and so the embarrassing thing here was I had to go back to the jeep get the ice scraper which is however long and kind of like jump and boom pop it out and (laughs) slink back to my car and drive away all embarrassed because yeah can't jump so hopefully with this box i can build it up to me popping up to that 24 and just getting back to the two foot vertical and then having more bring back explosiveness too because i'm assuming most men my age are not going to be doing that so hopefully fingers crossed if i can get into the senior men's league which from my understanding is men 35 years and up if i can keep myself now that i can run five kilometers pretty easily sometimes i take breaks other times i can pound it out and still go a little longer um now work on the vertical and then when the world opens up because i think a lot of the courts are still locked down so just getting access to that and then once everyone gets a shot and things calm down being able to interact and play with people again and just get that um just your brain thinking about this game again and this activity on a regular basis and 
when I was thinking about it, when I was doing the box jump, it's something that anyone who's been kind of all in on a sport at some point in their lives or a hobby, it encompasses quite a bit of your day and you're thinking about it a lot. And with me, I was watching NBA games all the time. And so I'm realizing how much I put into it back then. And even when now when I'm counting calories that I burn, um, when I think about it, I was playing basketball for two to three hours a day back then. And even though it's not full on, um, I like how I'm waving my arms and no one can see it, but I'm still hand talking. Um, <laughs> um, I guess when it was podcasting, you can't. So why do I care when it's video? Um, but I'm curious how many calories I burned because back then I was always hovering around that 170, 180 mark. And that was while partying, drinking, and eating shit cafeteria food because you paid up front for the year. So why wouldn't you have French fries and Coke with every meal? Right. And so it's weird <laughs> now because I'm trying to count every calorie, um, count how much I'm burning. I know what. I burn, which is like 18 to 1900. If I wake up and just blink for an entire day and don't really do anything above and beyond. And so now I know you ran today. That's 400 more calories that you can intake. Um, and now I'm comfortable that 170 pounds is my comfort zone. I'm exact average for like for this $60 scale, however accurate it is. But for like body fat percentage and BMI and just my weight in general for being almost six foot two I'm assuming that I'm where I should be for being an average active there we go um 46 year old man so it's good it's nice um I still have to buy some clothes that fit this skinny human being that I've become and I don't even like saying skinny because I'm average for what I should be for six foot two but now it's that whole like I remember when they started calling I'm crumpling shit while talking um the term skinny bitch came up a while ago for anyone that was fit and I found that very reverse because all of a sudden you were saying something mean to someone who took the time to get into shape and it became very reverse when the whole kind of love me the way I am self-esteem and then it's kind of transitioned into the the biggest beautiful movement right and I'm fine as long as everyone leads their own life but them moving the goalposts for normal really far <laughs> into the overweight obese area I don't know how I feel about that but for th from the age of, when did I hurt my knee? 23, 24. That's when I cracked 200 and some pounds and just kind of felt that was normal. And then just sat at 200 and in the two teens for two decades. And that was normal, right? And it's, realistically, it's, I guess it's normal for our lifestyle here. But health-wise... It's not great for you. So is it normal? Is normal good for you? It's such a strange argument. And I don't even like getting into it. 
to the point where I think I had mentioned a coworker asked me if I was sick. So if being what's considered the average weight or average healthy weight for your height brings on thoughts of he's dying of cancer, there's probably something wrong. <laughs> so uh, anyways, that was a giant ramble that came out of box jumps and children playing on the box more than I was jumping. Anywho, we'll finish up on some of that other stuff. Um, I found my recovery from constantly pulling my calves and not letting them heal and getting back at it. I think I'd pulled each one and the cats here, um, the left and the right one, probably twice each. And so when I went and bought one of those um, massage guns, insert joke here, um, like everyone does. Um, it helped. I found what was not kind of a point, but it was a flat end, but it wasn't very, there's one that's kind of like a rubber ball. It has some give to it. And then there's one that's kind of flat and rounded, but it's hard and metal. And I found that one. If I went over anything that was pulled or tight um, or previously injured in the past, it would hurt like hell. But it was from what I have kind of learned and gathered from watching videos and doing my reading online is it kind of busts up the scar tissue so that the muscle becomes more smooth and pliable again. And it, in some cases, when it keeps repeatedly just hitting on that kind of either injured or torn muscle or healing kind of scar tissue or even just really wound up tight like a guitar string type muscle it hits it and it gets more blood flowing to it and kind of and also warms it at the same time and helping it become smooth or not smoother but just kind of less prone to injury and I remember when I was doing a lot of my research, the one term that came up and it actually came through, and I think I had mentioned this before, Tom Brady's fitness team, TB12, talked quite a bit about muscle pliability and how that has kind of led to his longevity. Like he's my age-ish, maybe a little younger, 42, 43. And he just signed a four-year extension based on the science of staying at your peak and staying physically fit. So it was kind of nice that the stuff I was tracking down to bring myself back to being some kind of moderate fitness person um, lined up with some of the signs that he's been using to stay a top tier athlete for the entirety of his career. Not to say I'll ever <laughs> compete athletic wise as him because he's maintained it for his whole life. But even if that can bring me from busted 40, when did I start doing this stuff? 44, 45 year old. If I'm, if my body's feeling 10 years younger and in 10 years better shape younger than it was two years ago, I'm, I'm winning. And that's great. And I know that's one of the readings that my scale gives me. And it says what your kind of, what age your body is. And I remember when I started, it said that I got the scale two years ago, so I would have been 44, and I believe it said my body's age was 45. Now I'm 46 turning 47, so it's 46, and 
when I dip into the 160s for my weight, um, it said I was 40 body age wise. So I'm doing something right if this scale isn't 100% bullshit. So massage gun works great. Um, I'll insert my see your doctor line because <laughs> I never want to be considered a expert on anything, but I've found that these things work and I see them pop up more and more often as a physiotherapy alternative if you can't make it to a real massage therapist on a regular basis. What else is going on? Um, I've changed the angle. I'm straight on. I believe the color in the background, if you're watching this on video, is a little more vibrant and the thing underneath me has a header. So if you can find the video on Facebook and you're watching it that way, hopefully all the colors kind of line up with each other, but you can still moderately see my face without me using the makeup ring because that just kind of whitewashes and makes it look like you're about to hit me with your headlights on full beam. So I like this look, what's going on right now. So we're probably going to stick with this now. I can keep tinkering with the light color behind me, but I like this. It seems all right. Um, I found how to, because there's bookshelves and windows and stuff, and I finally found how to kind of get a good frame and zoom of my face. Um, this way, with you can still see the color. It kind of looks, I don't know if it's hokey or not. You can kind of see the mic in front of my face. Makes me look like a real radio personality. <laughs> um, so I think the video portion of this is tinkered enough and we're going to leave it this way things might get bumped and not be exactly the same all the time but i like this look as i'm looking at it right now and recording i like it um things i need to mull over is do i want this going to and creating a youtube channel do i want this just to be like the launch one last saturday where i just did um Facebook, I think, was the only place I put the video the first time. So, is that an option staying? I don't think for someone as small potatoes as myself, there is any benefit to me being exclusive to anything because no one's paying me fuck all. <laughs> so, maybe it's bed better to um, throw one seed into every garden and see what grows. Um on a side note, I would like to thank the individual that I'm assuming accidentally downloaded all 82 of my episodes last Saturday. <laughs> um, I'm going to assume it's based off of me making one video. Who knows? <laughs> but it's funny because I get the analytics and all of a sudden it was like there was this gigantic spike and I was like, but it was for the podcast part, not the video. And so... I'm like, what the hell happened? And then I looked and someone in one city has had downloaded the entirety of 82 full episodes. So everything I've ever done in three years and so much of that, especially under this weekly format, only applies to that week. There isn't a lot of um, like what's evergreen, I believe is the term. Like my videos have, especially since doing this weekly thing or the dated titles, um, there's no evergreenness to this in any way, shape, or form. It's me babbling about what the fuck's going on now in my life, the world, whatever. So, God bless you. 
if you listen to all 82 episodes, um, I would recommend a psychologist. <laughs> um, God knows the one I used was fantastic. So we can talk if you've listened to all my shit. <laughs> Good Lord, someone hit the wrong button and I will live by that unless they can answer a quiz about me. <laughs> um, what else is going on? Yeah, so I'm pondering where to spread this out to. Um, it is kind of weird having to go turn on video, audio, shoot it out to all these different places. Um, it was kind of, it was nice having that nerve wracking feeling of starting again with creating the video. And then that internal argument of is video taken away from listens. I never in my life want to be an analytics guy unless it means money then I'll give a fuck. But it's nice to see that since I've been doing this weekly minimum that I've been averaging at least 100 plays a month, they could listen to me going hello and then hang up and I wouldn't know. I just know how many, what's the word, like impressions the podcast or how many times someone kind of tugs on it or downloads it or clicks play. Um, I don't actually get, like I know YouTube has statistics on like 100 people hit play 83 lasted to one minute and no one actually made it to the end and there's spotify has stats like that if i want to go into the spotify maker but soundcloud who hosts me only says how many people clicked play so eh. and that has always kind of been all i really kind of it was neat to see like, I remember when I did my first episode one, I think I had, did I even have 10 listens? Because I think we recorded on the last day of November of three years ago. Three, four, three. And then I didn't record another one until January. So it's like, ooh, 13 listens in that one year. And it's, I don't know. I never want to be held up by stuff like that. This isn't going to get me famous. It's just a nice thing to do. Um, and learn how to do stuff like this. And so I like the way this all looks. If you're watching me in the video section uh, or the video format, um, I've always liked the way it sounds for having the cheapest ass kind of microphones that I can get. Um, yeah. And even just investing in like a pop filter and having these arms. So it kind of sits nice in front of me, but I'm not breaking the bank. I'm not using hardcore equipment. I think the sound quality is good. The video quality is probably eh, okay. So is it worth investing in a like high-def camera? We'll see. We'll see if it gets plays. I'll ponder the YouTube thing. I'll have to make a new channel. Um, this week, I know I had to change everything over in all of my old podcasts because they had all the old... Twitter and Facebook links. So now it should all be what this has underneath here. Um, maybe I just won't put that in the description anymore because if I ever change formats again, I'd have to go back through everything again. So things you learn when you're, I fucking hate the term content creator because everyone says they're a content creator now. <laughs> it's like on Twitter the other day, someone made a comment about he had no idea that it was everyone in the world's dream to become 
a radio host in their basement, which is kind of what podcasters have become. Or And even vloggers are just kind of like Oprah from home or whatever they're... Or, um, unsolved mysteries from home or whatever they're t- touching on like content creator is almost just the new version of a radio host or a tv host or a network to a point right like it's pretty crazy how it's come along and only in 20 years so have fun um i believe winter is over it was 20 above today and i think we finally came out of the funk sadly wave three which better fucking be the last wave it's not going to be um has us on hardcore lockdown again i don't know about where you're at um to each their own ontario's hardcore lockdown i think we've shut down restaurants completely again bubble size no idea it always goes you can have three friends now 10 now this no go to a restaurant no go don't go to a restaurant it's all fucked so to each their own be a good person abide by the rules it's depressing that as i approach 47 the shot age is coming down to my age already <laughs> so fuck i guess that's a good thing i'm not the 20 year old and i think icus here are full which sucks so that's about it the only other real kind of interesting fact i came across while kind of looking around in the news and stuff that pops up for me every morning is there's now a phenomenon for all for everyone that's been under lockdown and I can 100% get it is people who when this is over when if whatever and they have to start going back to their what was considered their normal lives before it's going to be a hard like relearning curve for their brain because we've completely lost a sense of time because day after day is the same. Like for me, it's just when my kids here, it's make them do school, do my job in the evening, whatever game groceries, like top up the groceries. And that's, that's my life. So it's when nothing's different, these days blend together and I can a hundred percent see how like when one podcast I was talking that it was the covid versary in March. It doesn't feel like a year and we're we're losing time. And I get it that we don't have it so bad. Like I get to keep my job. I can work from home. And it's not horrible. But there's I think we're all losing this sense of time and it's it sucks because we're losing precious years and depending where you're at if you're young are you losing those years where you make your childhood friends are you missing out on university where you're making where for me a lot of my university friends are the friends for life that I've taken and people might be missing out on this now um are you missing out on that first job and making starting your career are you missing out on meeting that person becomes who becomes your new young family um is your career not making you happy because you're working under these very strange circumstances or has your career shut down because it's not a viable industry during the pandemic like there's so many factors in there 
So between the just the bummer of it and the sadness, um, and it just the monotony. I get it. It's so yeah. When I saw that we've all had this complete loss of the ability to grasp what time is and how to track actual time in our heads anymore uh, based on how it used to be i get it and it's such a weird like i like seeing weird statistics like this but on the other hand it's depressing so yeah i guess i'm leaving us on that (laughs) oh fuck happy spring have a good time um we are going to thank you for listening 